Hello and welcome to Sarcasm Cast, a movie and gaming podcast, episode 53. I'm yeah. Dan, and as always, I'm joined by Jacob. Yay! How are you doing, boy? I'm in a quite a happy mood, and that'll yeah. that'll, that'll that'll get explained right. when we do the reviews. Um, so this is going to be a podcast of two halves. Um, the first half yeah. will be a. Um... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> a, I don't. Oh, well, you um, made, well, based on a review that you read about one of the films that we're going oh, to that's review. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah, there you go. There you we'll go. get that one. Yeah. Um, we will be discussing our subsequent playthroughs of Resident Evil Village. Yeah. And for the second half, we've got maybe half a dozen film reviews to get through be- be- between us. Yeah, we've got two that we can really, like, Corn in on that we watched recently, and then the ones that we've seen independently will just give like two or three minutes each, you know. Yeah, sounds good. So, I wanted to specifically do our Resident Evil part well, point five, yeah, uh, episode because as of now, I've played it six times and I'm one achievement short. And you, you've played it how many times? Six six subsequent playthroughs, and I've got the platinum. All right, very good. Um, so hard. That's seven altogether. Uh, seven. Well, if you count the mercenaries as a full playthrough, seven. But All six. Right, six. Six, six playthroughs of the main game. Right. Um, we've each done uh, a casual playthrough, like a first-time playthrough. Then we've done a Knives Out, we've done a Village of Shadows, we've done a speed run. Um, I myself have done a uh, playthrough where I was just sort of playing it again the second time mm-hmm. to get a feel for this, ready for the speed run. Yeah. And uh, I think my final time playing it was a collectible run. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about um, the Village of Shadows run. Yeah, let's do it. Damn. Village of the damned. <laughs> I think I got stuck. What like were your difficulty stuck. spikes? Yeah, what were your difficulty spikes? In three places. The first cool. place wasn't too bad, mm-hmm. but the second part really was. And I think I got lucky a few times on the third part. So the first part was in the castle. It's right after you get your hand chopped off by Lady D in the dungeon. Yep. Then you have to run around in circles trying to get away from her. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, as you know, grab your hand, release the gate, and then go to the exit. Yeah. But in Village of Shadows, you've got two extra goons to contend with. Yeah. One one hit for many of them in your in your death state. Question: Did you have all of the food? Uh, when you By started the village. Yeah. Yeah. I had all the food on my second go. Right. Okay. Uh, even um, still. Even still. <laughs> I couldn't see a notable difference. Nah. I didn't. No. Movement um, speed was kind of ropey as well, because when you're in the village, when you're running in snow, you're going to be a little bit slower running around. And then in the castle, you're skirting the floorboards all the way because there's nothing really stopping you, really. I couldn't see a difference in me speed either. Uh, I, I saw a difference with the castle and um, the factory compared to the village. In the village, you run slightly slower because of the terrain. All right. Because of the slippy, slippy so, snow. So that part was a bit iffy for me. Did you find? Do you have the same trouble there? Yep. I died a couple times, basically because the the way that that's laid out, um, you'd think that the the little alcoves would all connect when there's one section yeah. where there's like a gate in between two of them and that's where I kept getting myself frequently trapped in. Um, but yeah, getting around the, the benefits of multiple playthroughs beforehand comes in quite handy. That's true. Getting around the goons was fine. You basically had to kind of get them in line with Lady D so she'd move them out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be able to go past her because she can't attack you when she's going like that no. and moving them around. That's how I was able to do it. And she was at the other end and I ran all the way. But uh, yeah. But the opening lichen attack in the village mm-hmm. was a bit of a piece of piss. Yeah. 
I've done what you did you, when I watched you play for that time. You just bunker you just, down in the house. And, and the house just magnum everyone that make all the the lichens that come in the house. Right? And you came across an armoured lichen in that encounter. I can't remember now. Yeah, I think that's the first time that you encountered the armoured lichens, whereas I in... thought it was on your way up to Louise's house. Uh, oh, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You, you get a flaming arrow there, a flaming lichen. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, that was quite easy on Village of uh, Shadows. Then from the <laughs> castle, uh, Donna Bien- Beneviento's house was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, The reservoir area was fairly simple. And you've got the guns still, to take down Moreau, yeah. so... Um, ah, the trickiest part about the reservoir I found tricky on all the difficulties. It's getting the timing right on the multicoloured levers to raise the little bridges. I just spammed them. I just yeah. spammed the switches whenever I was near one. Um, so what the reservoir, the stronghold fight, fairly simple. Yeah, I mean, when you've got the guns, it's literally you've just got to think about the space that you've got and you're fine, which is why that Lady D bit with your hand chopped off is significantly harder than any of the bits we've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you've got your hand, if you've got the guns, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Hence, uh, you get the factory, everything's mm-hmm. good, until you get to the Heisenberg boss fight. No, Sturm. I... How, did you, how did you go with um, Sturm? Propeller Simple. boy. Simple. Oh. Uh, well, I I've died. Got uh-huh. I've got a beaten first try in minutes. If, well, if, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I've got a tactic that I'm going to save for when we do our resi race. Okay. Because I think I've got the edge there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. God damn you. Um, so, yes, the Sturm uh, mini boss fight was fine. Uh, then you get to the Heisenberg boss fight. Ah, how many times? My God, how, I lost count. I was breaching on thirty, nearly. I try doubling that because did did you notice that you could dodge one attack? Yeah. You know when he comes at you the very first time, and you block if it. He raises, if he raises his left hand uh, arm to come and attack, you can dodge. Oh, okay. All right. You can dodge, but if he comes at you with his right, you can't dodge, right? So if I see him coming at me first time with his right arm, I restarted. Right. If I saw him coming at me with me with his left, I played it. So then those restarts don't count as deaths. Oh no! But still, I died like thirty time. times to him, like literally dying on the floor, like turned over. <laughs> it, it was no matter if you guard or not. Yeah, you lose damage, mm-hmm. which I thought was infuriating. At least, and it just went on and on and on. At least Chris should have given you like a stimulant so you stood a better chance against him. Yeah, um, playing as Chris in Village of of Shadows wasn't much easier either. Um, Got just swarming on the mountain you. path at the beginning. I just, you know, if I run past them, try and get past them. That's it. Um, the little segment where the two bigger lichens are on all fours, the, the dog-looking ones, when they arrive, yeah, run past them. Then the bit down the the passageway towards the Mega Mycete. God, that was quite hard. Yeah, you're literally backing up to the house to try and hide from them, and they can't get you when they're in the house. Like they're coded to not get you when you're inside the house. Um, which is what I learned. Hmm? Which, which house? So do you know when you go in and it's when you turn your night vision goggles and two storm out in front of you? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, that, Oh, they came in there. They came in for me. I, I was not right. safe there. Hmm. The only time I was safe was when I died. Fair. <laughs> oh, isn't that the case? <laughs> and then um, the bit where you have to target the um, mega mega three times. Yeah. First try. You bastard. You bastard. (laughs) That was like three or four times for me. Uh, Well, that's not too bad. And um, the the Urias part two fight. Uranus. Uranus fight. um, 
that was a bit difficult because you had to use the target and locator rocket launcher thingy-majiggy a good yeah. few times. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a hard difficulty, but it just goes on and on. The the, the boss fights, you know. Bullet sponges. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought the Madhouse difficulty in 7 was a real difficulty. Yeah. Upscale. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because, you know, item placements were different. Yeah. You had new, you had new items. Because mm-hmm. remember, you had the uh, separating agent. Yes, I do remember that, actually, yeah. There was the blue liquid packaging that you could use on, say, a herb. Yeah. Or no, on, on a first aid spray. And you get the components. You, you get the chem fluid, but you don't get the herb. So ah. you, you got that sort of choice to wheel. Yeah. No, yeah. Which is missing in this game. Yeah. I, I think. But we're, we've talked about that, though. We have. Um, yes, yeah, so I will never play the Village of Shadows difficulty ever again, <laughs> as long as I live. Yeah, um, that, that is fair. I, I've seen players play that difficulty new like new game. Yeah, with the knife. <laughs> no, just like with the with as if they're starting a new game. Oh right. Not, I've not new game plus. I saw a new game run with the knife and it was about just under three hours, and I thought this person is mad. On Village I've, of Shadows. On Village of Shadows difficulty, he's mad. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Didn't glitch out or anything. I'll send you the link. All right. Mad. Mad. Um, how did you manage on your, your knife only run? Well, I think I told you that was my quickest time beating the game. That's right. Because I had a score of two hours 40 or something when I tried the... No, no. When I tried the speed run, it was three hours six. So I was six minutes mm-hmm. over the time. So I was like, shit. Uh, to be fair, I didn't know the game as well as like the fourth or fifth time that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my knives out run, it was your last run, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, I literally just went through the story. I ignored most of the ads. When you do ads. that, yeah, like lichens. If you've got like lichens in your path, you just kind of like either shoot them out of the way, run straight forward, or just dodge out of the way. Oh yeah, just run past the enemies, especially in the stronghold. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to Lady D in like. 25 minutes. Yeah. Like the Lady D boss. And the factory, I got there at just under the two hour mark. I think you told me an, an, an hour and a half it was. Oh, well, there you factory. go. Yeah. But um, yeah, Knives Out was, thought, was straightforward. It was actually, yeah. The only difficult part, well, I, I say difficult, the most frustrating part was again the uh, urinal boss fight. Both was, urinal it- boss fights. The first one wasn't too bad because I think you could attack both legs. Uh, yeah, yeah. The second one, God, you have to go for that left, that left leg. Gotta like, go for the left. He doesn't like it when you go for that left, left leg. Should have covered it. I know. Um, what other run did we do? Uh, speed run. You help you manage that all right? It was still the, the, It's quite easy with the magnum and the stake, whatever you used. Yeah, that was after my Village of Shadows run, so it was my fourth run. That nice. I did uh, that, I'd and then the casual first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll just run through mine quick. First was standard, just to get used to the game. Second was casual at an attempt to do the speed run, but failed. My third was on Village of Shadows, which I succeeded. I think it was four hours twenty or thirty or something. Yeah, madness. Factory took two hours. Speaks for itself. Um, the fourth one was the speed run which I got in the end. And then the fifth one was literally just a cleanup. It was like yeah. halfway through the speed run, I was like, right, what guns do I have and what do I not have? And I basically sold all the guns that I didn't need. So like all the shotguns and the snipers as well, sold all them to get the Lee to upgrade the weapons that I needed to upgrade for the trophy. And that so was what the was f- your loadout of like your... If if you were to play the game now, what would your loadout be? Is it just the just the stake? Chris's knife, the stake, the rocket pistol's a lot of fun. Get infinite oh, ammo yeah. for that. It's a lot of fucking fun. Um, the rocket pistol actually, you know them winged fucks in the castle. Is it good on them? Is it? It's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant, Dan. I fucking oh, hate those guys. Yeah. Um, and you got another. 
gun as well, but I it's I can't you get the hand cannon. That might be it. That mm. might be it. I don't think I use the hand cannon. So no. the stake, the knife, the rocket pistol, and I think I kept the lemmy because it was the first weapon you were given. Mm-hmm. So I bought that again. Yeah. Uh, we should point out that our knives outrun. I'm presuming yours was with the Karambit. Yeah, fuck the lightsaber. It's it, it, the Karambit's really good, actually. It takes mm-hmm. on enemies on casual anyway in two two hits. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. Yeah, um, apparently the, the lightsaber is better is better than I thought. Oh god, um, yeah. Aye. You, you know how it's got three colors, three settings. Yeah, uh, each color has a perk. The red deals more damage. Green is like a kind of life thing. So when you attack an enemy, you gain health back. And I'll right. throw that out yeah. the way. The blue one, I don't think that had an effect unless you know what it is. Every every article that I looked at didn't tell me the ability. Blue is um, it's a Star Wars reference to Obi-Wan, I'm presuming anyway. Right. As you know, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's um, fighting style is a very defensive-based one. Yep. So when you're guarding with the blue tinted lightsaber, he puts it in the middle. You don't take damage. Okay. Mm. All right. So how do you make them change? I don't know. I've, I'm nowhere near unlocking it. Mate, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I've got S so, ranks on all of them. I'm fucking happy. <laughs> yeah. Feel like I've just got fucking married. Any chance you can do it for me? <sighs> yeah. Like, do you know what? Do you know what? Okay, we're going to get into mercenaries because we've talked about our subsequent mm-hmm. runs. Right, okay, so each, there's four maps. The village, the castle, the factory, and the mad village. Mm-hmm. You've got the four original maps, and then you've got the village of shadow alternatives, which is just the same map, but just the enemies hit harder and shit. Yeah, um, the faster they hit harder, you take more damage, and your loadout at the Duke's store is different. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He gives you like a lemmy with X amount of pistol ammo and you just go from there. I played, because uh, I um, unlocked the village two, not the yeah. mad village, the village two. Yeah. I played it fully for the first time and I got an A. Yeah, that's good. If you play it and you get an A, you unlock something for it, which is a yes. good, which is a good benefit. Uh, not on the the second version of the map, so you don't look, look uh, anything. Right, okay. Um, but my strategy is just the lemmy. Yeah. yeah. The other one, which is a suicide run, is grenade launcher with flashbangs and the magnum, I believe. The knife. The knife, that's it. Yeah. It's knife a, and Massimo Masa Mooney. Yes. Yeah. But there's no guarantee of getting it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. The perk system is so random, it can literally ruin your runs. To the point where if I didn't get X abilities at the start of any of the level two areas, I would restart because you'd be running around, not getting kills because you don't have the abilities to keep your combos up. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's frustrating. But I will say this with the last one, um, it's got five areas. I did two areas. I did the first area. I killed everything, got a combo of 41, banked that. I was already like two thirds of the way to the S score. So I already got like an A rank. Um, And then the second run, headshot the giants, kill the enemies in the first area, three magnum shots between all the lichens and the drill guys, popped the um, archers on either side. um, With the magnum? With the magnum, yeah. Can you upgrade the magnum? No. You buy the Magnum, you get 12 rounds, and that's it. And well, it costs, yeah, I got 12 rounds. Oh. Yeah, and it costs 20,000. Lee. Um, and uh, mir- miraculously, my combo was still going. And then you get to the last area, the two giants drop, headshot, headshot. And then at that point, I had like two rounds for the Magnum. So I went mad with the Lemmy on the Lycans, banked that, and I got the score. Like, I got the requirement for the S rank, but you don't get it until you either die or complete it. So mm-hmm. the next area, I actually thought, I don't think I'm too far from SS rank. 
Um, looking at the end, I kind of was. Um, I think it's like an extra 200, 300,000. So it was there. So I got to the top, died by the two drill guys. I died and the trophy popped and it was so euphoric. <laughs> so yeah, literally with the Mad Village, combo the first two areas and you've met the requirements. All right. That's it. You just that's gotta... what I've seen as well for the guys, the guides from the dude that's you. Yeah. Um, sent me the other night. He's brill. Works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you'll get it. Point I wanted I want to talk about. Um Go it's it. currently E3 2021, and yeah. uh Resident Evil will be showcased at the Capcom. Tomorrow night at 10:30 BST. So that's the 14th of June. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm hoping there's going to be some DLC announcements. If that's going to be the case, what would you like to see? I've heard rumors for two possibilities. Mm-hmm. One, it'll do a DLC for each of the lords, which would be great. What do you mean? As in, it'll you'll be playing in one of them, you'll be playing as Lady D when Mother Miranda's in town, and obviously she has that massive castle. So obviously, when Miranda comes to see you, she's like, oh, I've got a proposition for you, da da da, da. And Lady D's like, no, I don't want to take it. And then you're haunted by Miranda, and then you're forced with the Cadu at the end of the DLC. Hmm. And basically that formula with all the lords, how they uh-huh. became who they who you see them in as in Village. Uh, or, I would play that. Yeah. Or a DLC featuring um, either Louisa or Elena. Elena's the one with the father. Louisa's the one that you go to the house to. That's right. Um, Obviously, the DLC will start. You're just a normal village. Hey, there might not be any snow. It might just be bright and sunny, flowers everywhere. But then when the Kadoo comes into the town, everything like starts decaying. People start going missing. There's lichens on the street. And then the DLC just ends. Something like that. That would be cool. I'd play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would apparently uh, Ada Wong was cut from the game. Chris mentioned that, yeah. Right, maybe a little side story featuring her. Who knows? However, however she's implemented. Um, what I would also like is maybe more mercenary maps. The reservoir wasn't <laughs> the ones that aren't required for the trophy, obviously. Yeah, of course. The reservoir would be cool, actually, because mm-hmm. that would because when you mentioned it, you felt um, a lot of tension when you were doing that area, because obviously you'd get eaten by Moreau. Yeah. Um. So that would be cool if if they had that in mind. I wouldn't. I'd play that. And uh, new weapons to buy in the shop because I don't know about you, but I've got a lot of excess CP and nothing I want to buy with it. That is true. The other alternative is they add. What am I thinking of? I'm trying. I'm. I'm thinking of, like maybe Resi Seven maps, but you're playing in a third-person perspective, and you add characters from previous Resident Evil games. Because in Resident Evil Five, if you remember, you could unlock extra versus characters through the CP system. Mm. I'm replaying that now. By the way, I'm having a fucking well, blast. Resident Evil Seven. Five. Five. It's great. Hmm. I love it. Right, so we've played seven, oh, well, Resi 8 to death almost now. Yep. Almost like a village. No, fuck it. <laughs> I was going to make a Village of Shadows reference, but it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, so with, with, with us not playing games at the moment, we've been watching movies. Yeah, boy! Here we go! Uh, we'll just list off the reviews that are coming. Like, five-minute reviews for each film. Where For me, I've got um, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yep. A Quiet Place 2. Me and Kate have seen The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, but that's going to be featured in an upcoming Conjuring special part two. Oh, okay, cool. So we'll get on that. Next. Um, we've both watched uh, Bad Trip and One Cut of the Dead. Which was a 2017 film, One Cut of the Dead's not this year. Right. And but- what are the ones that you've seen? Uh, I had to get my list up because I genuinely have forgotten everything that I've seen um, since we last spoke. Um, I've been through the Godzilla slash Kong films. Well, I lie. I haven't seen Skull Island yet. I still haven't seen it. 
but I've seen Godzilla 1, Godzilla 2. Godzilla 1 has some great moments. Godzilla 2, I, I understood what you meant when you did your review way back when. It was like two years ago. Um, what did I say? You said... It, like it was dark and you can't see like what the fuck's happening half the time. And I was a fair distance away from the TV and I couldn't even fucking tell what was happening. But I've seen that film a good few times now since that. Right. And I really like it. It's I got really a, like it. it's got about as many fights as Godzilla versus Kong in, but Godzilla versus Kong is funnier because Godzilla King of Monsters takes itself a little bit too seriously. Mm. Um, but Godzilla versus Kong, that's the other one, is the perfect medium between Godzilla 1 and Godzilla 2, I think. Mm. It was, And it was the first film that I saw going back to the cinemas. Godzilla so, versus Right. Yeah, so it was a, it was a special thing. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon, that was really great. That's now on Disney+, Plus if anyone wants to watch it, but I saw it in the cinema, pretty great. Um, and as you mentioned before, Bad Trip and One Cut of the Dead. Oh, One Cut of the Dead in Hollywood, which is the sequel to One Cut of the Dead. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, what should we start off with? Shall I start with mine? Uh-huh. Right. So my first film back at the cinema, once they opened up, was Spiral. Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of the Saw films? Have you seen any? I like them for what they are, which is just... Well, well it's weird because the first one was a really good kind of thriller with a few torture porn aspects here and there, but two and three, and then eventually the whole rest of the series just went, we'll have a very complicated plot, which will kind of weave in and out. And if we get to a plot hole, we'll just say this character did it. Also blood and guts. So mm. yeah, I, I like it. I like it for what it is. I love, like love this all saw films. Okay. Even, great. even the shitty saw 3d. It's kind of shitty. Well, apparently yeah. two's the worst because it doesn't take itself as seriously as one and it's not as silly as the franchise will get at I that point. I think people think Saw 2 is one of the better ones. No, mm. I think they often frown upon Saw 3D and I think maybe Saw 5. Mm. Oh yeah, I've heard bad stuff about 5 and 4 as well. 4 gets a lot of uh, slack. Yes, they're all 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> Including Spiral? Um, I give Spiral a seven, legitimately a seven. Uh -huh. I think it's the best Saw film since Saw. Right. Um, it's a lot. It's not a Saw film. Like it just takes place in the universe. Someone is um, doing similar sort of traps. Yeah. But um, it's then the, the person doing is uh, doing the traps isn't Jigsaw. Uh, not affiliated with him at all. Yeah, uh, he's, he's his own. He's his own criminal type of thing, and he doesn't use the puppet either. Yeah, doesn't doesn't use the the. I want to play a game. Voice. I want to play a game. It's more like uh, I want to play a game. That sort of voice. Just a bit higher pitched. Dan, you sounded like, like a terrifying Blue Peter presenter. <laughs> Never um, again. And the focus is. Well, for the, the previous films, the focus was kind of on the people who were in that inner circle yeah. of, jig, of uh, Jigsaws. Mm -hmm. Like the, his apprentices and how they're evading capture and all that. You know. He's got like but 12, this, hasn't he? He's got like 12 like assistants. Fortune that, I. <laughs> um, but I thought um, this, one, this one focuses more on the police searching for the killer. Right. And it stars Chris Rock in a film I don't think he's ever really sort of done before. He's played a cop before. He played a cop in Lethal Weapon 4. All right. not, as, um, not as straight as this. I mean, it's still funny in, in places because it's Chris Chris Rock. Yeah. But um, there's definitely some uh, drama, and he's, he's really good in it, actually. Mm -hmm. Really good. You see the twist coming, right? He produced it, didn't he? I think so. And the story as well. I think he had a hand in the story. Nice. Um, Samuel L. Jackson stars and Max Minghella, I think it's called. Hmm. But um, the traps in this are all excellent. They're all okay. the top eight traps. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's what you go. It's what you go to the these films for, really. The the traps. 
yeah. The, the, the first one out the gate. I'm not going to deep detail about them all, but the first one is um, this copper is in a trap because, uh, as the video explains, he lies in trial against when he's when when he's on the stand testifying against criminals. He, he lies. Okay. And so his trap features his tongue in this vice. Right. And he's standing on this stool in, a, in the underground sub, subway and the, and the train is two minutes away. Right. Or so. Oh, right. So in order for him to get out of this trap, he has to jump off the, off the stool, which will then in turn rip out his tongue. Right. And I'll not spoil what happens next, but it's pretty fucking good. Okay. If, if you like you like gore and blood and guts, I think I recommend this film. I'll recommend all the sort of films if you like a bit of blood and guts. Well, I've I've seen them. I barely remember much about them, including trying to keep in mind who the killer is at the time of when they do it, because it's like, oh, this was the killer behind it all of this one and it turns out oh no it was this one from like five fucking films ago yeah um there's a one in um jigsaw which apparently takes place before any of them um does that um resolve in any way in terms of the series as a whole in spiral no what 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 happens in spiral isn't what, what what happens in the previous seven films isn't referenced at all in Spiral. I think John right. Kramer mentioned twice. Oh, okay. Right. right. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a spin-off series. Right. Okay. But I think if they make a next Saw film, it'll be called Saw Eight. Yeah. This is Spiral. This isn't Saw. Uh huh. Right. So yes, it's a seven out of ten. I recommend seeing it for I'm those just... that are into those kind of films. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it got like delayed because of COVID. It was meant to be coming out last May initially. Yes. Um it had a budget of 20 million and it's made 36 million so it's done good. Not as good as the the other saw films. Oh no. Compared to the others like they made their budget nearly 10 times back. They were up at least 60 million. Per or yeah. they gained 60 per they grossed 60 million at least they grossed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some were up to 160, I think. Yeah, it's mad. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, you want to do one of yours? Um, uh, I'll do Kong yeah. versus Mr. Godzilla Man, even though it's Godzilla versus Kong, and I keep getting mm. that fucking mixed up all the time. I'm going to get it up on here. Um, well, you've already said a little bit about it, so is there anything you want to add about it? Um, I will say that I went to see this movie without watching any of the other... Godzilla or Kong movies. So you were thinking, what is Gorilla doing in this film? Who, <laughs> who is this? Who is this King Kong? What's yeah. He, what country is he the king of? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and it was like, what, is Kong from Japan and uh, Godzilla is from the Americas? And it's really mm. the other way around. Um, for what it was, it's, it's, it's a big monkey fighting a big massive lizard. The... <laughs> The human characters were meh, and I remembered Millie Bobby Brown's in this one, and I do not like Millie Bobby Brown at all. I am sorry. She is annoying. As a person. But when, when she acts, I'm sure she's <laughs> fine as a person. All right, fair enough. Bye. She's okay in Stranger Things, but they really focus on her a lot in Stranger Things because it's like, oh, new new cast of characters. Look at this Eleven girl. She's really mysterious. And shit will gone down, but I'll get round to Stranger Things when I get to it. But nah, she was frustrating and even more frustrating than King Kong, uh, Gods of the King of the Monsters. Um, is there going to be a sequel to this? I don't know. There's no, no, no mention of it at all. There was I mean, no post-credit yeah. sequence and I stayed. No, I mean, where there's not, I'm not sure where they can go. Yeah, I mean, Godzilla's fought Ghidorah, he's fought Kong. It literally had the same plot, sort of, as Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah, because because Godzilla you... and because their parents are called Martha. Yeah, you had Martha Kong and Marthzilla. 
Martha Zilla. Martha Zilla. And then the whole Mecha Godzilla was the whole fucking uh, doomsday shit. But they yeah. didn't die from it. They actually successfully teamed up and uh, murked the guy. But it was it was fun to see uh, Mecha Godzilla because that's obviously a monster you've seen in the sixties. I do want to watch the previous Godzilla films, like the old old ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I gave that a six. That's a good score. It was good, and it was a good film to go back to the cinema too. I wouldn't have seen good it. Good fun. Oh yeah, f- definitely. Uh, I will go on to. Uh... A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, I'm seeing this on Tuesday, so be careful where you tread. I'll not spoil it. I'll not Literally, spoil it. Uh, quiet, the, only, the only spoiler I'll give you is that it's not as quiet. Right. Like, there's a lot more talking. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I, I thought you meant there's like action scenes with music and it. <laughs> no, no. Please, no. Um, John Krasinski's character stays dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's who I was going it for, Jim. But um, Jim I, when I saw the first one, mm-hmm. it was the worst film to see when eating a bag of crisps. Oh. Uh, that shit echoed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I've, echoed. Yeah. yeah. All eyes were on me when I was eating those Doritos. <laughs> when, they're, when they're in the fucking corn silo and they're just waiting on the door, just like listening out for creatures all you hear is, <laughs> that's me yeah tangy cheese flavor there you go and tangy cheese so how is two compared to one you said it's loud it's uh, i give the first one a nine i gave this one an eight wow i didn't realize you rated the first one so highly yeah i, I really enjoyed that one and i really enjoyed this i just mm. prefer the first one because it's it just feels a lot tighter yeah i, I if you know what I mean, because uh, um, yeah, 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 I do. I, 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 know I prefer the dynamic between John Krasinski and Emily Blunt there. Yeah, like the family drama of it all. It's it still continues in this film, mm-hmm. but uh, to an extent, and it has right. like the two story, two storylines going on at the same time that I sort of kind of like as well. Okay, as long as they pull it off, I can't wait to see it. Yep, it's. Um, Leaves it open for a third film. Right. Do you think it's going to be a trilogy? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think there's going to be a spin-off anyway as well. I'd love to see that spin-off. I want to know what the premise for the spin-off is. Oh. Lol. Speaking... Uh, it's going to be directed by John Krasinski. I think he's got the story anyway, Fred. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I took away from A Quiet Place 1 is John Krasinski is actually not a bad director. He's actually, oh, he's pretty, actually really good. Pretty fucking there were a decent. lot of... Um, I noticed a few cliched, sh- cliched shots. Okay. I'm trying to say that when you're pissed. What, do you, mean, what, what do you mean by cliched shots? <laughs> like how you reveal something in the background when you when the hero's in the foreground. Right, okay. I get it. I know what you mean. If someone's moving back, you'll see something move in the background, and it'll doll and it'll dolly to like something in the background, yeah. and the it's focus. A, it's, will... it's camera shots that I've seen many times before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the sound, or lack of, is really good as well. Mm-hmm. The creatures are still as, as creepy as they were first time around, and it continues right after the first one. Yeah, Ex- straight away. Good. Because the last you we could, saw, they were all coming to Emily Blunt. If you managed to rip both copies of the film onto a laptop, really, you could edit them both together and they would line up seamless. Yeah, nice. Okay, I might try that. <laughs> um, yeah, Light. so Quiet Place Part 2, 8 out of 10. Nice. You, you want to review Raya the Last Dragon? I was literally Blue thinking Eyes, of that. Dragon. Blue Eyes, White Dragon is an amazing movie. <laughs> I'm surprised that you remembered that reference. That's a fucking oldie. That's um, a cut. Yeah. Nerd cut. No, we're, we're talking about cuts. We're talking about one cut. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, Ryan the Last Dragon. Um, it's a Disney, a Disney animation. It's not Pixar. Um, obviously, we've had um, the live-action remake of Mulan, which was Cancer. Uh, it was really bad. 
It was half an hour longer than the original and served no purpose to be made. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon feels like a massive spiritual successor to Mulan, in a way. Um, Basically, these lands lived in harmony, and there was a war that happened because they wanted to... uh, there's this big creature that comes and attacks the land. The dragons save them, but at the cost of all except the last dragon who protects the stone, the stone gets separated into the different communities and they become divided. And the legend is one day a hero will come and unite them all. And Raya awakens the last dragon. And so the adventure begins. It was fucking great. I loved it. Yeah, well, you made it sound dull. Yeah, yeah, I really did. But that is the plot. Sure, <laughs> I, I, I could not colorize the plot better than I already have. I mean, I've only seen the movie once, but it's on Disney Plus, so I'll give it another watch. Um, uh, I believe it is an all Asian cast as well, yeah. which is quite notable as well because we've had um, Crazy Rich Asians, which was the first. Uh, live action film in 25 years to have an all Asian cast wow. uh, and I watched that recently and that was good, I gave that an 8 we don't need to say anymore, it's a rom-com, I loved it I cried, um, but Raya we've got uh, Kelly Marie Tran plays the lead, who was I Rose, like yeah, Kelly Marie Tran's great she's yeah. she, she fan um, and you have Aquafina as the comedic last dragon see you I think I it's called you as well. What's I think, hey, 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 hey. I think it's called, I think she's called See You. I've only seen it once and it was like two weeks ago. Um, animations, animation's great. The facial animations are something to behold. Um, I thought Tangled was good back in 2011, but they've definitely upped their game. Um, all the dialogue years later. Oh, yeah. Tangled looks still looks good. There's a few things here and there. Um, this was all recorded. Uh, at people's houses because obviously it was pretty much there they just had the lines to do which mm. they did when they were quarantining so it's it's a pretty pretty tight pretty tight film but still looks and sounds great mm. i recommend it if you get disney plus which i don't have nine out of ten get disney plus nine out of ten wow it was um, great i loved it so the two films that we watched the other night together we'll start with the first one we watched of the night of course uh, Bad Trip which, <laughs> hey, it's a Netflix film yeah Eric Andre and the other guy I forget uh, Lil Rel Howery that's the one he was in Tag amongst other uh, good uh, comedy films he was the TSA agent in Get Out that's right yes because I, I told I told told you that um, yeah. the story is uh, Eric Andre's character um, sees his high school crush when he's at work and he uh, tries to ask her out but she's going away to New York so him and his mate go on a road trip to New York to try and woo her but it but tends they, to be a bad trip they have various mishaps along the way and the, the thing with this film is that they're playing the two lead actors and the 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 interest the love interest yeah. are all acting yeah whereas everyone else they're acting around is not in on it uh, Tiffany Haddish as well we forgot Tiffany Haddish Tiffany yes, Haddish I yeah sh- yeah I shouldn't have forgotten I shouldn't have forgotten because she's really good in this and um, she plays the sister of L Y Howie what's he called Lil Ray Lil Ray right Lil Ray yeah and um, so she's escapes from prison. Um, whilst the other two have, have took her car from the police impound to a bad bitch but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you now we laughed our holes off I thought I would not laugh harder than when I saw Borat for the first time and I watched it with my dad I've never seen my dad laugh so much to the point where he struggled to breathe has he watched it as well? Well, no, 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 he hasn't watched this. We watched oh. Borat when it first came out. And right. you know the whole when his mates uh, whacking off to Pamela Anderson and they have that yeah. naked fight in the hotel? We we'll had to kind of resuscitate my daddy. He was gone. I remember watching that, that part for the first time as well. And yeah. I was crying. Yeah. I was crying. Dad was crying, struggling to breathe. 
there are a lot of moments in this film that are similar to that moment in Borat. The entire film is like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a certain type of humour. Not everyone will like this film. Yeah, I, do, I have a feeling my dad might not go for it. Mm-hmm. We've got a similar, similar sense of humour that's very low. My sense of humour is I can take lowbrow and high highbrow humour. Same? Yeah. But this is very lowbrow humour. Incredibly. Right, because one particular prank, or you can, do you call them pranks? Yeah, because the the public doesn't know that it's actually like yeah. fake, so you go, oh, it's a prank bro at the end, so yeah. That's what they, they have to uh, do every time. They go to the zoo. <laughs> That's all I have to say, they go to the zoo. Yeah. Right, so, there you go. Um, what's it? What's it? What's the character called? Is it called? Is he called Carl? Um, is this Eric Andre? The little Ray Harry's called Bud, and yes. Eric Andre is called Chris. Oh, Chris! Right. So Chris um, wants to take a selfie with the gorilla. So and he notices by chance that the padlock's not on the cage. <laughs> yeah, not on the cage. So he goes in, takes a selfie. The gorilla wakes up. Are you genuinely going to spoil the best moment of the film for our patrons? I'll spoil the first half of this part. Okay. (laughs) Um, So then the gorilla wakes up and proceeds to uh, bum him. Yeah. Then he he escapes out of the enclosure. Yeah. Then he wants to go back in to get his phone. The gorilla gets him again. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. then what happens after that is just... Uh, Terrifying. Vile, disgusting, <laughs> but funny as fuck. You, you were moist um, by the end of it. Your beard was moist. I watched, I watched this last night as well with uh, when Ryan, Ryan and Jamie came. came you on. said, yeah. And How was the uh, reaction? <laughs> they were laughing. They, they were laughing, especially okay. during um, the dream sequence. Yeah, in the in the in the shopping center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, when um, Chris is having the dream about him and the girl, they're walking through this little market, and this random dude walks up to the girl and he goes, "Hey, how are you doing?" Oh she, yeah, hack him. So this is Chris imagining it all, but obviously yeah, yeah. these pranks are pulled in front of like yeah the public. Yeah, which <laughs> so throws him into the into the store. <laughs> and then she turns around and goes, "What are you looking at?" And then there is this poor, this poor blind guy. She kicks him in the nuts, floors him, and then robs. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just leg it. Oh man! And yeah, the, the God. Part three of this dream sequence is the getting uh, married on the waterfront. Oh God! And the. Uh, Vicar or priest or the priest, yeah. You can now kiss the bride, so they kiss, and he goes to Chris. Now you can kiss me. <laughs> and Chris and the priest make out, and the woman and the priest, then they all make out. And yeah, funny man. It's so I've got funny. I've got the cast list here. The priest was an actor, obviously. Still um, is. Still is. Yeah, and the uh, blind guy was also an actor because when it was happening, I was like. Shit, is he actually an actor? Which yeah, the blind guy would definitely be an actor. They yeah, would not yeah, yeah. do that to the No, 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 no. Totally out of order. But yeah. Um so I argued, well not being argued, but uh debated with you like about the rating of this film. Yeah, I'm yeah. I said if you watch a comedy, what do you want? I want to laugh my ass off. And what did you do? Laugh my ass, tits, and dick off. <laughs> So does it deserve the 10 out of 10 that you very rarely give out? After thinking about this, I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a similar formula to Borat. Right. And, Borat um, and I think Borat's story for what it is works a thousand times better than Bad Trip does. Not to say Bad Trip is terrible at all. Bad Trip works for what it is. But Borat, you've got a British guy posing as a Kazakhstanian uh, journalist on his trip to America to f- find shit and get the girl of his dreams. And he, and he literally goes all out 
Like the first thing he does is he masturbates to a Victoria's Secret like display, and there's just people walking by just going, good thing. <laughs> um, and it just goes insane from there. I think Bora as a story, along with the pranks, uh works a bit uh works a bit better. Um, I don't know if I've lost you. Oh no, I haven't lost you there. I'm um, back. I'm back. There you go. So I hope I got that because I was just rambling for a split second. Um, Bad Trips went down to a nine for me. And that's just because I don't think it's as strong as Borat, which is fine. The story for me me in in Bad Trip, I was like, it serves its purpose. It was never going to be the godfather of of media films. No. The story was like, yeah. Boy wants girl, girl goes away, boy travels to find girl. Yeah. That's that's as simple as the story need, need, needed to be for, for me. Yeah. I, w- I was there for watching the the pranks, basically. Yeah, the yeah, couple, yeah. How people reacted. And I got what I, I wanted and, mm-hmm. and more. That's why, um, see, in, a, in, in this sort of film, the, the storyline, the plot, purposely takes a backseat yeah oh yeah if if you could if it was a straight comedy mm-hmm. i would be like maybe a six five or six yeah but because the they purposely just say like the, the story is going to be this simple mm-hmm. we'll just put it on the on the back foot and let the comedy itself just take front front the front front uh, stage that's why it gets the 10 from me mm-hmm. probably well, I think everyone will disagree with my rating, but I've said why it's a ten. And it's a film that, yeah, it's it's similar to movies such as Borat, Bruno, um, Bad Grandpa as well. I forgot about that one. Um, yeah, about to Bad Grandpa. Yeah, and if you like that kind, I think Bad Grandpa is probably the worst out of all of them. If I was to rate them, it would be Borat, Bad Trip. Borat 2, no, Borat, Bad Trip, Bruno, Borat 2, Bad Grandpa. That's Is Bad Grandpa the jackass one? Yeah, Johnny Knoxville plays the grandpa yeah. and he's got a little what's, kid with him. What's the Robert De Niro one called? That with Dirty the... Grandpa. Ah, right. Because he's That's... a dirty man. And that one's ter- like, terrible as well, by the way. I uh, Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Wasn't funny. Yeah. Uh, the next film, well, the final review of the episode is for yeah, we... a Japanese film called One Cut of the Dead. Yes. It's um, it's a very unique zombie film. I'll Can let I... you... Oh, okay. Huh? Okay, I'll, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Um, massive spoilers for One yes, Cut of the Dead. I will... it, it will ruin the film. Yeah, genuinely. It, it... Like, what we're going to say about it. From this point forward, I will say any details that you hear from this point forward will genuinely spoil your experience with the movie. So if you want to go in blind and just want to find out our views afterwards, watch it and then listen to this part of the episode. Um, I might put timestamps in for this just in case. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's how I approach it. It's the question. Like, I don't know where to... How how did you find the film, first of all? Because I would never have thought about watching this unless you brought it up. Yeah, so I... It's been advertised since it came out, 2017, and I only watched it last year when we were quarantining. Um, So I'd seen the poster everywhere, and it's like, one cut of the dead, and I'm just like, the poster looks like a kind of independent Japanese film, and it's like, okay, yeah, sounds all right. And then it was on Shudder one time and I had a subscription to Shudder and I was like, okay, just give it a watch. It's only an hour and a half. It can't be too much of a big commitment. You get through the first 37 minutes. I know that the TV broadcast that they did in the film was only meant to be half an hour, but it was 37 minutes. And I think because of what happens, an extra seven minutes get added on because of cut lines and stuff because they've got to improvise. Um, so the first 37 minutes is a single take zombie film, regardless of how good it is. Like that merit alone, like 
I think is pretty great. That's what the, drew me in. Genuinely a single shot. Yeah. No cuts at all. Because you then, in the second part of this three-act film, because this is this is the review that you that you saw as the film was ending. Um, the second part is how this all came about. Um, because at the end you hear cut, and then it's just a white screen, and then it transitions to, I believe it's Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. Um, but the the guy posing as the director in the film is the actual director who. Up to that point, he was doing uh, Japanese advertisements. Mm-hmm. Um, the notable one was uh, one of his uh, actors that he uses in his films and adverts. He's in a wheelchair and he's using the fake tears, the little eye drops to cry because he's like, "What am I doing in this scene? Why am I? Uh, why am I? Why am I crying? What is the reason?" Yeah. It's great. Um, so he's given this opportunity. The Japanese station wants to do a start a zombie channel, which. If they made that now, I'd watch. I'd subscribe. Zombie Channel? You kidding me? I'd watch that shit. Um, so you get the cast, you get the crew, you get the financing for it, and then the third act starts. You think, oh, this is going to be great. Um, obviously you've seen the first part, so things aren't adding up. It's like, wait, how is this going to go wrong? It goes wrong, but it's glorious. Um, so right off the bat. Right off the bat, oh, I will say this. Um, the I'm making this review sound a lot longer than it needs to be, but I feel as though we should. It's deserved. It's warranted. Good. I like that. Um, yeah, in the second act, you get introduced to the director's daughter as well, who is an aspiring director. She gets fired off one um, set because she's too forceful with the actor um, because the, the mother's like, oh, no, if she doesn't... Uh, if she doesn't want to cry, she doesn't have to cry. And she's like, no, you've got to have the real emotion. Um, and she's just very forceful. She's a very forceful... Uh, well, she's not really a director. I think she's a script supervisor. Anyway, um, the girl wants to be a in, in the film crew business, basically. Um, she gets invited to the set along with the mother of the director who gets... Uh, both of them get uh, recast, the director and the mother. They find out that the original pairing for the director and the, I think she's a stunt woman. We're just going to go with stunt woman because her character was yep. never defined in the rehearsals. Um, yeah, they end up having an affair and it's like, yeah, you cut from the film. So the director of the film and his wife get put in as the director and stunt woman, which is like, okay, this, this is starting to add up. This explains why. Um, one of the guys can't have hard water. He can only have soft water. Which Otherwise, yeah. Like even watching this a second time, it's like, what's the difference between hard water and soft water? I never knew that was a thing. Only in Japan. Um, otherwise, if he drinks, the oh, hard... you can get it in this country as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hard and soft water. Oh god, damn. yeah. Um. Yeah, he, if he starts having the hard water, he get he gets them shits. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is it, it's revealed at a great point in the film. Each of the reveals for what happens to these characters in the film, the mishaps, is glorious to watch. Um, the guy we mentioned before who was in the advert, he's got a drinking problem and he abstains from drinking through the production um because it's like i've got to do this for my daughter she uh, she shouldn't be growing up with an alcoholic dad which is mm. a honorable thing to do but you find out on the day that he has had a fair bit and he's a bit loopy so naturally he's the first zombie and the way that that was revealed because obviously he's the first zombie um to appear in the film um, and the, and your reaction when you saw the director underneath and he was moving the hands and it, that was it, funny. It, yeah, yeah, reveals the great. Um, the, but the bit that I laughed, it advances a fair bit. Um, the guy has his shits and gets his act together basically, but the guy is still the other guy is still drunk. Um, mm. There's that bit where they run out of the factory and they're all chasing after them because they've got to keep up. The crew's got to keep up with them. And I don't know why, but that one girl just slipping on the grass. That made I just you thought hope. was, yeah, 
it, it splits my sides every time. The first time I watched it, I was I was laughing in general because it was funny and yeah. But when that moment came up, I had to pause it because I struggled to breathe when Just I was some, laughing. Simple as sipping on grass. It's like you don't expect it, and obviously you couldn't hear it on the film because they had like loud music over it, so you wouldn't have yeah. heard it. But I even recorded it as well. Like I went back, recorded it, and I recorded myself laughing just to prove that it was really funny. Anyway, mishaps happen. Um, the crane gets broken. The last shot is the a, a camera craning up and zooming out. That gets broken uh, when you've got like 15 people on a rooftop and there's nowhere to move, basically. Mm. So they structure a makeshift crane by piling the crew on top of each other. <laughs> the human pyramid. Human pyramid, there you go. Um, and there's that little bit that cuts back to the very beginning of the film where the zombie is going towards the main heroine and she is uh, she's ready to strike but then he stops and then she moves towards him as if he's like still in there and he's like and keeps moving. They do that three times because a member of the crew kept falling off the pyramid, which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, the last shot after she kills the last zombie in the film, all the crew piles up and culminates in the daughter uh, kind of resembling the photo that gets um, that the daughter that the father has as kind of inspiration where he's got her on his uh, shoulders and just holding the camera up above her head. She's the one who holds the camera above his head. And it's very satisfying and fun. Everything went well. And it's just, it just ends in a happy end. It's great. It does. I it's, it's very fucking funny and everyone should watch it. So if you're Although, coming back to us now, you should fucking mm, watch it. Uh, I think I haven't actually given it a written yet. I think it's a nine. I yeah, I get. I gave it a nine initially, but it might move up to a ten, especially because right. I saw the sequel. Right. All I will say about the sequel is because you've seen the first film now. Yeah. The second film is the same kind of premise, where it starts with a film, and it's like, cool. Where's this going to lead? The second bit is this is how it happened. The third is put them together. That's the result. There's not much to spoil. Plus, the sequel is just under an hour long. All right. So it's even shorter. So watch it. I've got the Blu-ray, so next time I'm over, we'll watch it. So nine out of ten is then, eh? Yeah. Nine, nine out of ten. Awesome. Maybe it, it's probably a ten for me, especially since I right. saw the sequel. They also, I will say this, because I've got one more mini-review. They made a... <sighs> They made a third kind of sequel, which was filmed last year during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the crew, like the, the television company, coming to the director and saying, right, how are you holding up and stuff? Because obviously quarantine's happened. So it takes the pandemic as a kind of like premise and goes, right, um, we want you to kind of make this little indie film. It's not going to be too long. It's maybe 10 minutes long. Um, and it's about a guy who comes into people's houses and tickles them to death. I'd watch that. Yeah. I think it's like half an hour. Um, but it kind of continues the story of the father and the daughter. They're the I two. Can, I can relate to that because I've got very tickly feet. There you go. So we'll watch all those done. And it's the exact same length as the first film. There you go. Ooh. It's called Another Round, I believe. The third nice. one. But yeah, there you go. Well, that's what? our six film reviews there. Did you mention you wanted to play a game or something? Yes, I do. What's game? Are you familiar, Dan, with the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes, we've we've played it before in when we used to when we went when I was drinking, we used to come up with like actors' names and try to connect okay. them. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to take... We're only going to do this one because I'm aware of the time. Um, we'll probably do a bit more depending on what reviews we do in the future. Yes, yes. But I'm going to pick two actors, right? Right. And you're going to try and fit them together. 
Uh, because I'm good at this. Yeah, okay. Picture. Pick two of them. Okay, so I'm picking Chris Rock from Spiral from the Book of Saw. And I am picking. Oh God, give me two ticks. I need the actor's name again. Lil Rel Howery from Bad Trip. Go. Uh, Chris you, Rock yeah. is in Spiral with Samuel L. Jackson, who is in Avengers Endgame with Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman is in Black Panther with Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya is in Get Out with uh, that dude. Lil Ray Howery. Very nice. So that was Sam Jackson, Chadwick Boseman, Daniel Kaluuya, Lil Ray Howery. Mm. So Chris Rock is four degree separation to Lil Ray Howery. Yeah. There you go. That's the possibly game. Possibly less. But possibly less. Possibly less, yeah. There's probably somewhere we're forgetting. But off the top of your head, that was the kind of worry one would, because obviously we're doing this over Zoom. But the worry would be that you'd kind of look at your phone and cheat. But I'm, I'm proud. No, no, I, I maintained eye contact. Yeah, you did. So that ends episode 53. How, how about if I just give you one right now? Give me one. Uh, Mickey Rock. Oh, Jesus. And Ben Affleck. Mickey Rock was in The Wrestler with Marisa Tomei. Marissa Tomei was in Spider-Man Homecoming with John Favreau. John Favreau was in Daredevil with Ben Affleck. There you go, not bad. How many was that? Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Ben Affleck. Three. God dang. We're good at this shit. Yeah. What what a way to end episode 53 of the Sarcasmic Cast, a movie and gaming podcast. There you go. Um, awesome. Well, I don't know what the fuck we're going to review next time. <laughs> oh, we'll um, have stuff to talk about. We'll have uh, the E3 fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think E3 will get Chris on that as well because I want yeah. to hear his thoughts because so far we've had Ubisoft. They were awful. <laughs> We've had Gearbox. Uh, just, just, no, not to spoil anything, but did Ubisoft give anything about Splints, about Splints, uh, Splinter Cell? Not a, not a bean. Well, Splinter Cell is meshed in the in the Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon series at the moment. Mm. They've embedded him. They've embedded Sam Fisher into the season pass of Wildlands and Breakpoint. Yeah. So if you want more Sam Fisher content, you have to buy those games, Dan. And the season pass. Not likely. Yeah, Ubisoft was shit. Gearbox, the only hope that I had was images of the characters in the new Borderlands movie because Gearbox did the Borderlands movies. The most we got was Kevin Hart, who is in the movie, um, but it was just Kevin Hart out of costume, which was shit. Um, And we had Microsoft earlier on today, um, Mm -hmm. and it's literally just... Halo! Halo multiplayer! Look at 30 games coming to Game Pass on PC! Which is decent. You get more Bethesda games on PC now, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. More also- to come. More to come. Watch One Cut of the Dead and Bad Trip. You will have the best night of your life, yeah. I guarantee. Watch all these films that we've talked about because they've all been good. Yeah, they are all good. I will admit that. Right. Oh, shit, I need... It.